For me, food became a huge part of who I was and my identity. It gave me a way to deal with my homesickness when I moved away from home, and food reminded me of my journey, past and present. And for me, that was comforting. I am super thrilled to welcome Bhavna Kalra, a fellow Bombay girl and Australian Indian, to the Culturally Ours podcast. Bhavna and I actually met in Sydney in the summer of 2019, and I was immediately enthralled by this incredibly talented home cook, career woman, and entrepreneur. Bhavna runs a company called The Modern Desi Co., where she aims to connect cultures through food. Bhavna and I chatted about all things Indian food, and more specifically, home-cooked Indian food, Gharka Khana, as she called it. She shared her food journey and all the various Indian cuisines that have become a part of her childhood and life. She said, almost no one in the world has ever tasted all the different sub-cuisines of Indian food that exist in India. And you know what? That is so true. Indian cuisine is so much more than just curry and butt chicken, and we get deep into some of our favorites. It was such a delight to speak with Bhavna, and even with almost 17-hour time difference between the two of us, we made it work and had a blast talking about India, Indian cuisine, and Bhavna's food journey. I know you are going to enjoy getting to know her on this episode of Culturally Ours. Welcome to Culturally Ours, a show where we explore global cultural diversity in an intimate way through conversations and narratives around lifestyle, culture, food, art, and travel. Host Karthika Gupta talks to people from all over the world who have intimately experienced different cultures as a way to understand each other's worlds from the inside out, focusing on what we have in common. Welcome, Pavna. Thank you so very much for joining me on Culturally Ours. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast and I cannot wait to chat with you, get to know you a little bit better and sort of get to know your food journey a little bit better. Thank you, Kartika, for having me over. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you as well. Excellent. So uh, before we begin, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, just to sort of help set the stage for our chat. All right. So I'm Bhavna. I have an Instagram account called The Modern Day Seco. Uh, I'm based in Australia. Actually, I'm based in Sydney, Australia, but I'm originally from India, from Mumbai especially. And uh, I love sharing memories, recipes, and stories about Indian food, and educating people that Indian food is obviously more than what they see um, in restaurants abroad, and you know how diverse Indian cuisine really is. Um, I'm also a huge poetry buff and love uh, sky gazing, so I, I love sharing pictures and uh, poetry as well quite a lot so that's 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 who I am that's what I do uh, when I'm not working full-time so I have a full-time job I work in the IT industry and uh, um, yeah I look after major clients uh, who, who use the product that my company sells so that's what I do on a you know nine to five basis and the rest of the time I'm everything I told you I do <laughs> a woman of many talents and <laughs> I have to say anybody who says Mumbai is instantly a friend because that's sort yeah. of where I'm from as well 
So tell me a little bit about um, your food journey. You talked about Indian food and what your sort of mission is with Modern Desi Co. But tell me how how this came about. How does food sort of fit into your life, lifestyle? Do you, or have you always loved to cook or is that something sort of you picked up somewhere along the line? So I think when you live in India, you get a little spoiled because you have so much help as far as cooking food or you know, even getting food from outside is concerned. Like our mothers and grandmothers didn't have that privilege. But I think when I started living on my own or when I got married, I had the option of just getting takeaways. I I had actually a cook who used to come home and cook meals for me. Um, So cooking was not really in the big scheme of things as far as living in India was concerned. Obviously, I enjoyed eating. I loved eating. Who doesn't? But <laughs> but I didn't cook a lot of food. Uh, you know, also because I was working full time. And in India, you know, you spend half of your life in traffic. So by the time <laughs> I left home and came back home, I would be too tired to cook. So I had a cook who used to come home and make simple food. However, once I moved to Australia, it's then, you know, reality really bit me hard because I realized the food that you get in Australia is not really good Indian food like Mm. and I'm talking 12 13 years ago uh you know when the Indian food scene was not very defined I mean now you can get some decent Indian restaurants but these are again restaurants you can't buy food from there every day you would go there as a right so I just realized that you know I had to cook to survive right and <laughs> and like most people who move abroad uh you don't just carry your physical baggage you also carry your emotional baggage and i think one of the most uh, you know one of the way to connect with home is with food so right food suddenly became a huge part of my identity a part of who i was uh it became a reason to deal with my homesickness and it also became a reason to stay healthy and not eat a lot of stuff that was not really good for my health because I started having a lot of health issues as well. And I realized when I was eating home cooked food or karkakana as we call it, I just suddenly, I started feeling better, not just physically, but also emotionally. So since then, food has become this huge part of not just my day-to-day life, but it also defines who I am. Uh, I'm very proud to be in an Indian Australian and I'm very proud that I still connect to my roots with food and stories. So, so that's how, you know, Indian cuisine has become a huge part of my identity today. Right. I love what you said on how food is sort of a way to connect back home, wherever home is, you know, it's just, it like, it's not just the actual a physical dish or the ingredients it's the emotions and the Correct. memories that it evokes right yes it just it just makes it's like a pick me up without you know without any like bad side effects <laughs> Correct. so I mean, even me, if you're eating something that's not good for you once in right. a while you're like maggie you know like you, you just yes. you know, it just picks you <laughs> up right <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, tell me um, a little bit about your sort of cooking style, um, since you've admitted that it, you know, it's something you've kind of developed over the years. Do you refer to cookbooks or family recipes or do you just 
make things up and they turn out to be super delicious and yummy. So look, I'll be very honest with you. I'm not going to say I'm the best cook in the world. Um, uh, uh, however, I will definitely say that I am a passionate cook. Uh, okay. A lot of times things that I make are not really good and my husband will tell you that uh, but but, I, but I, I i do enjoy the act of cooking right it's very therapeutic for me uh so my style is basic home cooking style i am not okay. someone who makes elaborate dishes i i can't bake a chocolate cake with this mind-blowing frosting on it. Uh, you know, I, I just can't do that to save my life. What I can do is I can make a decent meal, you know, like something that you will eat that's not going to kill you, that's not going to, you know, but that will make you happy. So I, that's my style. I like, um, you know, growing up, my mother did not enjoy cooking a lot. So for the longest time, she just cooked to feed us. Uh, I had some really pleasant memories of my grandfather and my father cooking some food for us. But again, what they cooked was, you know, was once in a blue moon, my father would make a chicken curry or a sundae, or my grandfather would make a gajar ka halwa or, you know, a dessert for us once in a, you know, in winters. So it was my mother who cooked and she didn't really enjoy cooking. So there were a few dishes that I grew up with that were special, but not a lot. So, uh, however, I grew up in an environment that was conducive to a lot of cultural amalgamation because I grew up in a city that, or actually not a city, a town that was Ulhasnagar, which was where all the refugees from Sindh uh, actually came after okay. partition. So I grew up eating Sindhi food, even though I'm a Punjabi from North India. Mm -hmm. And then our neighbors, mm -hmm. next door neighbors were Bengali. So I grew up loving Bengali cuisine. Uh, and then I married a Maharashtrian. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, and I've been married for over 15 years now. So I have, you know, my cooking style is a, a bit of everything. Like I will sometimes make a nice Sindhi curry, which I love eating with rice. It's just such a wholesome, delicious dish. I love making rajma chawal, which is very Punjabi when I'm homesick and missing home. Uh, Bengali food is my go-to cuisine. Like I absolutely love Bengali food. If I was on death's door and I was given the option to choose a meal, it's going to be a Bengali meal. <laughs> um, you know, I always joke that I was supposed to be born in a Bengali home, but I was such a chubby little baby that the store dropped me in a Punjabi house. So, so, uh, so, and Maharashtrian food is something I've grown to love and appreciate because I don't think Maharashtrian food gets a lot of uh, mileage or credit abroad. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people even understand how earthy and hearty Maharashtrian food can be. And again, that's right. such a big state. There's so many different cuisines and sub-cuisines in Maharashtra. So I cannot, I honestly cannot tell you that I have a particular style. I just like to say it's home cooking. It's simple. It's easy. Even a monkey can make what I make because it's just basic, <laughs> basic food. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. I think that is absolutely a style home cooked meal because, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's the, some people just 
enjoy the act of creating yeah. um gorgeous you know pre- not just yeah. it's not Beautiful just the food stuff, it's yeah. the presentation yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just but then it's you know people like you and i would say people like me who <laughs> yeah. basic is good it's healthy it's good and my mom was the same she hated cooking yeah. um you know she cooked because she had to feed us and yeah. sometimes she would cook and then she would just not like it like it would not look appetizing for her as well and she's like you know what let's just go out and eat something and I'm like yeah sure <laughs> so i'm i'm kind of the same way although i don't um, i don't enjoy the act of cooking so for me it's just basic let's do this in and out and we're done <laughs> but uh, i totally get I totally it get now <laughs> you have <laughs> you've named several different cuisines that sort of have influenced yeah. you over the years is there yeah. like a dish um or a couple of dishes that are your favorite to make and to eat if you know if they're not the same then maybe two different dishes hey there i hope you are enjoying this episode of culturally ours did you know there are so many wonderful resources articles and blog posts on the website to extend your culturally ours experience we also have a library of free resources like a travel guide to some of the most culturally diverse places around the world, a global kitchen essentials cheat sheet, and so much more. Head on over to culturallyars.com forward slash free to grab these and be sure to check back often as we're constantly adding more resources just for you. Now, let's get back to the episode. I mean, as I said, like, you know, Sindhi curry is something I really love. It's a mm. curry that is made in India, you know, by Sindhis, but it doesn't have any yogurt, which is quite different than most curries that are made in India, you know, because all the curries in every other state is made with yogurt. Uh, this is very different. They use gram, uh, you know, chickpea flour and, and just, you know, tomato puree. So that's something I absolutely love because it's got all the vegetables. It's comforting. It reminds me of childhood memories all the time. Mm. Uh, Bengali mm. food, I absolutely love khichuri, bhoger, bhoger khichuri. So khichuri is something that Bengalis make during Durga Puja. Uh, it's just okay. another, just another khichuri that everywhere again you know it khichri is made in every state in india but this one is where it's made with moong dal yellow moong dal and moong dal is roasted so it has this beautiful aroma you know if you've Mm. eaten and tasted bengali khichri you you can smell it you know you know you you know and you eat the eat it with tomato chutney you know which is tomato chutney bengalis call it chutney so you eat it with this tomato chutney and oh it is another thing that you know my mother loves bengali food as well so as a mm. child i hated my mother like you know you have you have angst you know you have you either love one parent and you hate so i hated my mother i used to think that you know she i'm you know a child that she's she's picked up and that's why she's mean to me but but you know i was just going through childhood angst and we used to bond once a year actually twice a year i'm lying twice a year because you would have durga puja and saraswati puja and we would get invitations for both the pujas so and right. there would always be khichuri there would be chutney there would be paish which is kheer bengali style kheer so we both used to that was the only time my mother and i really loved going out together and doing something together so for me these two dishes simple as they are very basic you know no frills at all but they just something i absolutely love uh to make 
Uh, obviously, there are other dishes as well that I can I, I love to make, um, but right. this, these two are like my go-to go-to dishes. Awesome, awesome! Sounds delicious. I haven't had too much exposure to Bengali cuisine. Um, I haven't made it to the east part of the country, and I, I guess when I was growing up, I just didn't have that influence. But sounds super delicious. Now, oh, yeah. is there a dish that you are like dying to, um, dying to learn how to cook, to master, or just something you you like on your radar that you really want to experiment with? So you know, uh, Indian cuisine is so so amazing that I don't think any of us have eaten everything from India right like there are so right and i think i'm i've traveled a bit in india i think i'm very adventurous but i still haven't tried so many other cuisines that are there mm. so for example i have never eaten a garhwali meal you know i have never eaten a proper kashmiri meal right so mm. i have i have eaten bits and bobs like i have made hak once i have made uh, an eggplant dish from this amazing chef on instagram who who had shared it once so i've i've made an eggplant dish but but you know i've never really tasted the essence of kashmir like you you read about it you listen uh, other people talking about a you know how elaborate a kashmiri meal can be but i've never eaten it so i would definitely love to explore those cuisines and learn them and when i say learn mm. them, i don't mean the um, subdued version that sometimes people offer right i want to learn the real version i want to actually taste them and see this is what it is and i think that will only happen if someone from that culture makes it for me or teaches me or i right. i travel and i visit whenever that will happen and i actually eat eat those meals so i, I definitely want to taste a garhwali meal um mm. they, they have different ways of cooking they cook a lot with yogurt uh, and apparently the way they cook with yogurt is so beautiful that you know the, the food is just completely different than anything else a north indian would make uh, so yeah. something i definitely want to try it's on my radar i don't know when i'll get to try it i hope after i this podcast goes out some garhwali in sydney hears it and or a kashmiri in sydney hears it they call me home and they feed me uh, because one thing people don't do enough for me is cook for me so i would love if someone makes it for me and calls me home <laughs> well um i hope that happens too but yeah. i have tried gadwali meals um my sister-in-law actually has a home in uttarakhand oh, wow. and so whenever we go there um we get to sample um the cuisine and it's it like for me you know how you mentioned um maharashtrian food being very earthy and and sort of yeah. having that uh, that that earthy feeling for me that's how i feel gadwali meals are as well um some of the vegetables i've never heard of yeah and i've i've never seen so for that in itself is an adventure but just the the spices and the way it's the the method of making it and sometimes it's on open fire so that adds another element of uh, just that earthiness the whole thing just it's super delicious so i do hope you get to try it i hope so too <laughs> <laughs> now um we talked about this a little bit briefly and you mentioned how food for you is that uh, way to connect to home comfort and all of that and definitely i know sindhi curry is one of your comfort foods do you have others um maybe indian or even non indian that sort of kind of connect you to these special moments in your life 
Um, so I definitely like, as I said, Rajma, as mentioned earlier, is my favorite. I also love, and you're going to laugh, I love having bread butter with sugar. So that was some that was the childhood memory again, you know, I would just, it's not a cuisine, but it's comfort, yeah. right? Like just slathering because you don't get amul butter in Sydney. So I find, no, you don't. So uh, there's a nice salted butter that comes a little close to, to it's called Lupak and uh, a little, you get the salted version of it. It tastes a little bit like amul, not the same, just a tiny bit. Yeah. And yeah. Um, sometimes it just, that's my, you know, like a sinful dish that I would make, like white bread, because white bread is suddenly like the criminal, right? No one wants yeah. to associate with white bread. No one wants to talk about that they eat white bread. It, either you're eating sardo or you're eating bread that's gluten-free, but no one is talking about this poor white bread that's been thrown away, you know, like this ignored <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, in, the, yeah. in the corner. So I absolutely love that. However, I do enjoy Italian food quite a lot. I'm a huge okay. Uh, when I'm not eating Indian cuisine, I'm eating Italian food. Okay. One of my dreams is to go to Italy and actually really travel around Italy and sample the delicious food. So Italian food, definitely. I love making my own tomato sauce. I I, I, I wouldn't say it's authentic, but I do love it. And uh, we do have a, Italian, a few, lots of Italian restaurants in Sydney and some really good ones. So on the days that I'm not eating Indian food, it has to be Italian food. It would either be a nice pasta or it would be a sardo pizza. I absolutely love sardo pizza. I think major pizza chains have really spoiled what a good pizza should be because a great mm. pizza should be light and you know not filled with too many toppings. So so I definitely yeah. that's another favorite. I you know, I crave for good pizza. Um, yeah, so so those are the, uh, you know, uh, dishes or comfort cuisines, foods, comfort yeah, foods yeah. that I find absolutely. Uh, I also love, uh, you know, a good sambar and idli. Ah, um, I love okay. Indian food. Uh, dosa, like a good. So I used to travel to Bangalore quite a bit till a, till. Uh, Till 2019, I went to Bangalore quite a bit and I discovered what a good Italy should taste like, right? So I discovered Bisi Belebat. I discovered oh, these idlis that were just eaten with chat chutneys, like just with the green chutney. Uh, I discovered just different types of dosas, right? And mm. like in Bombay, you get a lot of South Indian food, but the South Indian food is usually from Udupi or Mysore. But Bangalore, the food in Bangalore was really different, even though Man Bangalore and Mysore are not very far from each other. But just right. the food was just so delightful. Um, absolutely. I absolutely love a good idli. Absolutely love a good idli, a good dosa. Um, I can happily eat idli for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Uh, I think there's something very poetic about it. It's just, you know, when done well, it's beautiful. So yeah, so South Indian food. And as you can see, Kritika, I'm going to go through each and every, uh, sorry, I'm going to go through each and every cuisine in this podcast. And by the time you're finished, I'm going to say that I love each and every cuisine, even the ones I haven't eaten. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I uh, I'm like drooling out here, and it's so funny you say that idli is one of your favorites because my husband's actually a Punjabi, okay. and for him, the you ask him what do you want to eat every day of your life, and he will without a without even blinking tell you idli and dosa, because I don't cook it enough. Even though I'm South Indian, I don't cook it enough because for me it's like I had that every, every day. single day. <laughs> Like I don't want to have it anymore, but he's like, "Oh, Karthika, can you just make that? Can you?" I'm like, "You just had it like last weekend." He's like, "Yeah, but you know what? I'm craving Italy, so I oh, totally no, get that whole." <laughs> there's a beauty in Italy, a well done Italy, soft and spongy that just soaks up all the sambar. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, my mouth it's ten o'clock in the night, and I'm craving <laughs> for Italy's. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no I get it. I totally get it. Now, you you've mentioned that you're, you know, you've mentioned Italian food, you've mentioned uh, obviously all these different variations of quote-unquote Indian food. Um is your on average is would you say your sort of kitchen and dining table is pretty diverse? Um or kind of stick to these things that you love? Uh look, I would like to if I say my my dining table is very diverse i would be lying because you know i have a full time job i have a business mm. that i run on the weekends uh mm. so it gets very hard for me to experiment in the kitchen you know mm. because i you know i'm so busy all day every day even on weekends i'm showing other people how to cook and when i'm doing my cooking classes i stick to um things that i know will work right because i'm teaching this food to non indians or or indians who don't know how to cook so usually it's the same same recipes right so my my table unfortunately is not very diverse uh, even though i would eat everything that is mm. on my table so if i go to someone's house and they've made something i'll eat it i'm not someone mm. who i'm always grateful for food so mm. but but my own table i just stick to what i know what is easy what is quick what i can make either between zoom calls during a busy work day or what i make during my cooking classes recipes that i know work and then we will eat them as leftovers for the next few days so yeah unfortunately i don't i don't no, think no fair enough fair enough it, it's just i think it's just what what works right sometimes yeah, like you said yeah. you would love to do all these things but we only have so many hours in the day and we have so many other responsibilities so i totally get it now you mentioned you eat sort of you will try everything on the flip side of that is that is there anything that you would never eat um to be honest i've been a bit put off lately with uh meat so we don't eat a lot of non-veg non-vegetarian food uh not because of religious reasons but more because of the way it's processed the way it's handled obviously also you know there are a lot of other things but but you know like there's a lot of different kinds of meats you find in australia so given it like you get crocodile you get a lot of reptiles like uh, kangaroo and so on I will not eat them like even though I'm mm. adventurous I just can't get myself to try those things. Uh okay. so if if it's vegetarian I would actually eat everything whatever I could. Okay. But with I even like I'm I'm one I was one of those kids who grew up hating you know I grew up hating karela which is bitter gourd but now I love it. I used to eat 
Tinde, uh, you know, I don't know what Tinde is called in English. I've forgotten what it's called. Uh, but, you know, some apple, I think. I'm sh not I'm not sure. It, but Tinde and Kaddu and Dudi, I loved all of that as a child. I still love them. I still make them if I can. Uh, but, yeah, with, as far as not eating is concerned, maybe meat-based meat dishes is something I wouldn't eat anymore if I had the choice. You know, unless someone puts a knife to my throat and say, eat this or I'll kill you, then probably, <laughs> <laughs> then probably I would. Yeah, I remember when we were in Australia, it, it just, it did take, it kind of made me take a double take and I hadn't even thought about it before that. But yeah. I saw a uh, Rue burger and I was like, what is that? And yeah. like, kangaroo. And we had just come from a kangaroo, um, like a sanctuary kind of a thing. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't eat them. But I, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing, I guess. So yeah. And, and no, look, to no, each is yeah. their own. Yeah. No judgment. Yep. Right. Like those yeah. of you... You know, and for a lot of people, eating meat is the only option, right? Like, mm -hmm, it's the mm -hmm. only source of protein, or if it's or it's cheaper than vegetables, or you know, or they don't, they have not grown up in a culture. Like, one thing with us is because we grew up in India, at least for me, because I grew up there and then moved here, I grew up on a healthy diet of vegetables. My mother right. is a vegetarian, so vegetables have always been a part of my diet. Uh, so it's easy for me to move to vegetables because and lentils yeah. because that's what I know comes naturally to me. Uh, if I had right. to make a meat dish now, I would get stressed out because I, mm. and and strangely saying that I still teach in my uh, one of my cooking classes I teach how to make chicken but but I no longer taste it because I have a recipe that works and the people who are making it actually taste it and see how that works for them so right. so I can't get myself to just try meat-based dishes anymore mm. now this is kind of uh, I know a few of the past guests have said oh this is impossible to answer but I still love to kind of hear the responses um what is your favorite restaurant and sort of why uh, I mean is there is it even possible to narrow it down to one favorite oh do you mean in Australia or India anywhere anywhere could okay. even be somewhere you've traveled oh uh, I can't say okay so Last year in, so I would say one of my, I have few, obviously. Mm, mm. Indu is one, Indu Dining, because I obviously work for them and intern with them. Uh, I love their food. The food is really nice. But we, last year for my husband's birthday, we went to a vegan restaurant. Okay. Which was called Yellow, Yellow in Sydney. It's okay. a, it's, and they do a vegan degustation dinner. Um that was just glorious. Like the things, uh, you know, expert chefs can do with vegetables. Yeah. Just blew my mind. Like it was just mind blowing. Um, and, you know, it was just delicious. So that was really nice. Um, in India, you're going to laugh. I There's a restaurant called, so there's no restaurant in India that I really, really fancy. Um, mm. But there's a small restaurant in Bombay near Marine Drive. It was, called crystal i'm not sure if it's there anymore it's this rundown restaurant next to xavier's college uh, okay where you would get the best kheer which is rice pudding uh -huh. in the yeah. world and 
the, he would serve chilled kheer and you would get rajma chawal in this restaurant now if you know most restaurants in india the commercial ones the big ones at least in bombay don't serve rajma chawal uh, right you know they will serve dal makhani but not rajma mm. chawal but this guy he was like an uncle who sold home cooked food and he would do parathas aloo paratha and it was like ghar ka khana so when i moved yeah. away from my parents home and i started living on my own every time i missed home and when i was dating my husband we would actually go to crystal you know when we didn't have the money it was cheap food really delicious <laughs> but it was really good food i'm not sure if the restaurant is still there then there was another restaurant in kolaba called as churchills it's a cafe and it does it does european food uh and it's it's just opposite the kolaba fire brigade uh you know fire brigade place it's really small you have to sometimes wait for a few hours to get a place and we used to go on a lot of dates over there and i have eaten the best european food so these were the days when we used to eat meat so there was a lot of gula- i have eaten a lot of steak a lot of goulash they would do these hearty soups with these um, they did this best iced tea lemon iced tea i still remember that lemon iced tea i and there was it was proper lemon iced tea like really not from a from a jar or a packet they made their own and they used to make the best cheesecakes i have never eaten better i have lived abroad for almost 15 years now i have lived in uk i have lived here in australia i have traveled to different i have traveled to you know new zealand and a, you know a lot of other countries but i have never eaten such cheesecake in my life their cheesecakes were to die for that is one restaurant me and my husband still go to whenever we go to india because the food was just smashing you know and i've heard of a lot of other uh, yes yeah, so i've heard of a lot of other restaurants as well since then there's there's i think martin's corner that's also in kolaba which is a goan restaurant they did really amazing mm. goan food this jaihind in uh, i think lower parel i'm not sure but they do really good uh, you know fish 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 and everything so there and there was lucky's in bandra that did this amazing biryani uh, you know so there's a lot of small restaurants none of them are like really big none of them are huge commercial chains but these are restaurants that i grew up uh, you know going you know when i was growing up i went to these restaurants when you didn't have a lot of money you still had a good time you ate food that that didn't make you sick and then didn't burn burn a hole you know didn't burn a hole in your pocket um, so even though now i would i would i love going to fancy places but i do enjoy going back to these places if i can Yeah. You know, yeah. No, is, I completely yeah. I completely relate with that concept of um that neighborhood small restaurant because like you've said earlier these are where memories are made and yeah. you know and they the stay food. with you, right? Because Yeah. If, if you if you if it uh, you know I I follow this uh this gentleman called Krish Ashok on Instagram he is uh he's in IT but he's also a food scientist so he talks about how most of our memories of of food are related to our emotions so these are all our emotional memories you know so if you say what is the greatest food memory you'll think about something your mother made or something your grandmother made and even though they might not be the best cooks it was that emotion associated with that memory right that always resonates with you 
right like maa ki yaad aa gayi na maa ke haath ki yaad aa gayi you think about your mother of something she's made or no one makes better rajma than my mother even though my mother might not be the best cook in the world but right that one dish that she makes i i crave for her to like my mother makes the best best yogurt like no, no one can make yogurt and yogurt doesn't require any cooking but when my mother when my mother makes yogurt me and my brother we fi- we can finish the whole bowl on our own that's how delicious it is right and i have never eaten better yogurt anywhere i think it's because the love that she puts in it so all these restaurants that i'm talking about they have some memories associated with them right so i think that's why like there's also bhagat tara chand which is another sindhi restaurant uh, they do this amazing food which and they do rotis that are dripping in desi ghee right so you know and then there was uh, in kalva devi there was uh, another gujarati restaurant and the name i can't recollect the name but they do these big thalis with all these yes. dishes and it's a just mind blowing uh, food again simple food nothing fancy but just so delicious right so so for me those are those are the places those are my favorite restaurants where i would go back even you know if if i could yeah now this is sort of a fun question and you've kind of alluded to this that you teach people how to cook and you have people come to your home and you you teach them home food so let's say you um can invite some people you admire the most to a dinner party at home and they don't have to be uh popular or like uh, well known they can be just people that you you admire who are they if you don't mind sharing and what would you cook what would you serve see now that's that's interesting because i don't know who i admire suddenly <laughs> i feel like i wished like who do i like okay uh so who would i call i would call kunal vijaykar have you heard of kunal vijaykar no so he's this foodie he's based in bombay uh he and baman irani i would love to have baman irani over so kunal vijaykar does this uh he does this food show you can you youtube him he just loves to eat you know you, if you watch him eating <laughs> you get hungry when you watch him yeah. eating, right so he goes and finds yeah. all these places and all these small joints and everything and he'll talk about that cuisine and it's like you know you've called someone home and they're admiring your cooking so i would love to cook for him because i just want yeah. to sit want him to sit across me and just admire my food the way he does yeah. everything else <laughs> and he makes this noise when he's eating and i'm like okay that's you know good food um the other thing is i would love to call baman irani like just to mm. listen to his jokes like you know he's yeah. such a funny smart intelligent man uh i would also love to call um atul kulkarni who's a actor a maharashtrian a marathi okay. actor he does a lot of hindi movies okay. as well uh, but again a very intellectual intelligent man i would love to call him and i would love to have barkhadat over uh across my table as well just to just to see how does she, what does she eat when she's you know traveling and what makes her happy yeah. and is foods you know she's a she's a woman i admire a workaholic her work ethics uh, a lot of times her journalism may not be something i agree with but 
her work ethics yeah. are something I really admire, especially as a woman. I think it's important right. for us brown women to support other, all women, not just brown women, but mm -hmm. it's good to see brown women reach go ahead in life are so articulate right. and are so focused and you know so i would love to have her over so i could listen to some of her stories she's got some interesting mm. stories to share uh, and finally if i could i would love to can i go back in history and call someone absolutely i would love to have bahadur shah zafar the last mughal emperor of india uh, you know to come home and enjoy my meal as well because he was also a poet so i love poetry and he has uh, okay. some beautiful beautiful shares that he has uh, you know uh, said before he was exiled to rangoon mm. so mm. i would love to have him over because he's probably eaten he probably had eaten a lot of amazing food so yeah. i would love to see what he thinks about my simple ghar ka ka and probably vegetarian food right yeah and i'm going to sneak in okay yeah. because all these people sound incredibly amazing <laughs> yeah now what Thank would you, you what would you serve ah uh, maybe a vegetarian biryani although if i said if i served a vegetarian biryani bahadur shah zafar might storm out um uh, but but yeah some again food that is my speciality like a thali with a lot mm. of different things mm. that they would enjoy uh, obviously i would be conscious about the diet and <laughs> make sure that if anyone has any allergies i'll cater to all of that so a little yeah. bit you know mindful cooking i would definitely not serve them my roti because i i suck at making rotis so no 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 rotis in my thali but there will be a little bit of every cuisine that i have grown to love and admire uh awesome. yeah you know a little bit of punjabi a little bit of bengali a little bit of marathi cuisine so a little bit of from every every region of india Well, it sounds like an amazing dinner, not just for the food, but also the people. A very diverse set of people, so yeah. I love it. Now, talk to me a little bit, uh, and we'll wrap up on yeah. um, like the modern day Seco. Can you talk to us about sort of what it is? How did you come up with it, and what do you do with it? So, uh, I used to actually have a blog called Just a Girl from Amchi, Mumbai, which is a girl okay. from Bombay. Okay. Uh, and uh, i used to write recipe share recipes and really badly edited pictures on the <laughs> on the blog but over a period of time that grew and as i said somehow the food became my identity as well um it also shaped me in a lot of ways because i got to meet a lot of people i got to become more i got an opportunity to be more confident in my speech the way i wrote i realized that i really enjoyed writing so mm. that just a girl from mumbai became something else and i realized mm. that you know that i'm no longer just a girl from mumbai i am much more right. than that um right I, I, but i was still very indian i'm also australian now i i respect australia i love that i'm here i have such wonderful opportunities here so me me and my husband we started talking about what can we do with it because we started getting a lot of offers to cook for people do some catering and we decided okay. to come up with this brand called the modern desi modern because i would like to think i'm modern uh you mm. know yes i have my culture and i have my you know deep rooted 
uh, you know, deep roots in India, but I'm also, I think, a woman of the world. I am walking with the times and, uh, you know, going ahead in life. So modern. Desi, because I'm Indian, I am very Desi. I carry my Desiness like a badge of honor. Uh, You know, not just what I eat, but also what I wear. I wear Indian clothes everywhere I can. Uh, You know, I just, I love being Indian. You know, my house is full with Indian knickknacks. So that's why Modern Desi just became a brand. We started Mm. actually doing, and we started actually doing some dinner pop-ups so we would actually host private dinners for people where we catered we created a menu an eclectic eight course menu from the length and breadth of india uh and we 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 presented it differently so my husband's a sous chef and he's just for someone who doesn't cook at all he is amazing at making the food look beautiful he has this gift of making food look pretty. Uh, so okay. uh, he would he would plate everything. We actually would decide everything we're going to do, including the flowers, how, how everything's going to look, the menu, what's going to be on it, and so on. So we started mm. with that, and then COVID hit. And then we okay. thought, okay, what are we going to do now, right? Um, right. So, and we didn't want to stop doing what we had. It was a journey, right? We had already started. Train nikal gai thi. You know, the train had yeah, left right. this train. <laughs> now it's not going to come back, right? So so we decided, right. okay, we're going to do cooking classes as well. So I, and because I really enjoy, as you probably have realized, enjoy talking <laughs> and sharing, his, <laughs> sharing history. I love talking about history, especially food history and breaking myths, you know? So yeah. we started doing cooking classes. Then we thought, okay, what else can we do? So we start, came out with this line of chutney and condiments. Um, okay. So at the and and we also do a little bit of catering on the side. We get small uh, orders from friends and you know strangers for small intimate mm-hmm. gatherings where we'll cater for them. So okay. we act. So that's what we do. So that's what the modern AC does. I like to say that we connect cultures with food. Like I like to say that we are not a stereotypical butter chicken, vindaloo, right. chicken madras, beef madras <laughs> car restaurant. We are we right. are more than that. We are we're evolved. We are eclectic. Uh, we love to take people on a journey. Like I tell people when they come for my cooking class that I'm going to take you through through history and geography of a little bit of India because okay. uh, you know let's admit no one is an expert on India you know there's yep. no you know I, I don't claim to be an expert in anything but I claim to be passionate mm-hmm. about everything so so I think that's what the modern day sees it's a passionate Indian Australian brand which talks about Indian food shares the love of Indian food through cooking uh, through different products and through stories so that's what we do Excellent. I love it. Well, thank this you. has been amazing, Bhavna. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Um, I hope at some point I make it back to Australia <laughs> and know. definitely come and get some Gharka Khana from you. <laughs> definitely. The next time thank you're here, you need to let me know so I can invite you home. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Culturally Ours. Check out the show notes at culturallyours.com. If you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to hit subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your family and friends.